are you gonna do to me, Jerome? Come on. I'm gonna kill you. Of course. But first, I'm gonna drive you mad. But don't worry, you won't be alone. All of Gotham will be joining you too. Let's go! Let's go! Brother, my brother, tell me what are we fighting for? We got to end this war. I'll never begin, we can try, brother, my brother, yeah. We face each other from different sides, the anger burns, can't remember why. It's kind of crazy to cause such pain, our foolish pride. Makes us hate this way. We watch our world fall apart. Tell me what good is winning when you lose your heart. Brother, my brother, tell me what are we fighting for? Is it life with so much more? Begin, tell me why, brother, my brother. Yes, we can try, brother, my brother. Yes, let's take a moment and look deep inside and say we're willing to. We're not as different as we seem to be There's so much more to me than what you see You don't have to be this way Think about the consequences And turn around and walk away So much more We should love one another Oh, can we just pretend This war never began Tell me why Welcome to the Gotham Chronicle, and what time is it? It's, it's riddle time! time. <laughs> That's right. So uh, the first riddle is for is for I don't I didn't come up with a freaking riddle. <laughs> the pun would have been something. The, the pun would have been something about being homeless. So, uh, but anyway, this is Josh, and joining me is. <laughs> 
who's been on the show for four seasons and, and doesn't know why. It's Donovan. I just joined this season. This is Jan. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and we are gathered here today for a mandatory brunch meeting with a Legion of Horribles, which I swear that was the name of an episode in like season two or something. Like, Don, like, you remember that, right? It was, Wasn't it, that like an... It's a something of Horribles, I think. Yeah, I, I swear, I swear that was like a season two episode name. But you know, um, I'm currently, um, you know, uh, on a highway in uh, in, in Florida, uh, en route to Tampa. So I can't. It check was. It, it was an episode. It's a twenty first episode of season two. Okay, so that was like towards the end when like Hugo Strange was like, "I'm making monster men for the lows." <laughs> <laughs> For and then like the lulls. That's the most yeah. scientific reason to make Monster Man. For yeah. him. So this week, um, yes, uh, Jerome is gathering everyone together for, I guess, I don't know. He's it's like, the, um, the under, like, was it, was it the Underworld game what it is. show? The United Underworld, just like we predicted in our April Fool's episode two years ago. You know, yes, take a shot. Did. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he's searching for his... He's searching for his Sokolovu twin brother, Jeremiah, who lives in a little maze underground that somehow nobody noticed being built with his, uh, with this person who I wish wasn't a blonde girl, because I know that Reddit's going to be like, oh my God, it's Harley Quinn for some reason, you know, like, like all the time. Yeah. She was incredibly attractive. Yeah. She's she's probably dead. Actually, did (laughs) No, 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 Gordon just knocked her out. Yeah, he just knocked her out. He didn't like JCBD and killed her, but like <laughs> the only thing that like Gordon like successfully shot was a clock this episode. He's like, that was close. I thought that was Mario for a second. <laughs> and then there was another <laughs> There's the quota. <laughs> Whenever he successfully shoots something, you gotta do a Mario reference. It's um, true. So so yeah, we meet Jeremiah and we find out like and I guess we'll talk more about this, that, like, maybe Jeremiah was lying about his childhood with Jerome. Like, I, I wasn't quite sure what to get from that. But it, it kind of retcons that season one episode, which I don't really want to rewatch because that was one of my least favorite episodes of season one. But I might watch it just to, like, see if this contradicted the family history or not. You love watching season one episodes, though, because of the contrast. The contrast is fun, but I remember we really hated that season one episode. That was like one of the first episodes that we were all like universally like very mad on. That was like the start of the decline. Uh, so meanwhile, Penguin wants Butch to work with him again because status quo. And Butch is like, no, no, I'll kill you. He's like, I'll help you change back to normal. So he reluctantly goes. And uh, at first I thought Penguin was going to betray him again when like he walks into Jerome's place. He's like, oh, my test subject. And I was like, what? No, no. He's like, no, 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 not him. Someone else. Um, and what was the third plot line of the episode? I, I think there was three, right? It's, it's Riddle time. Oh yeah, the one that I hated. <laughs> yeah, Riddler yeah, I knew a, that would upset you. Yeah, well, not only that, but because of the pacing, it's like he's he's like he turns to Lee like we're only halfway through. I'm like, yeah, because it's two questions. But like for some reason, the show padded that out for the entire like. 40 minutes uh yeah lee plays a game show game with uh nigma which ends with them basically being boris and natasha deciding to be evil together and lee kissing him and i i I have thoughts about that (laughs) Uh, so i i 
where do we want to start with this? You know, <laughs> do we do we, do we want to start with Thing Manly or do we want to start with Jeremiah? I'll like, I want to, I want to hear what Jan thinks. She's, she's giggling right now. I'd like to hear from Sideshow Mel. <laughs> Sideshow Mel. So no, sorry, I've been watching a two shot Mr. Burns a bit, so that that's a reference. It's another Simpsons. All right, so like the lead Nigma thing, I can see why they put it throughout the entire episode like that. Because if they all just put it in one scene, no one would have remembered anything. They'd be like, "Why is this scene here?" Um, so to me, that didn't really bother me. I know that they just kind of wanted to like have them come back to it every once in a while so that they could do other things, and it also gave you like a suspense thing, like, "What's the riddle going to be? What's the answer going to be? What is what, what kind of riddle is she going to bring back later?" Sort of thing. You know what I mean? It just it <laughs> the most important questions of the season. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for me, that was like it didn't. I thought it was fine the way it was, um, and I was like watching it and. Uh, I totally was all like, I wondered what her riddle to him was going to be. Um, and then when it came out, I was like, oh, I see what you did there, girl. I see what you did there, girl. And I told you, this was telegraphed like a mile away. Not to mention, Corey Michael Smith said the Riddler in love is going to be very sexy so when i was watching it i was all like he wasn't lying this is incredibly hot also i just really wanted to say marina baccarin's haircut is so much more flattering than that other thing she was wearing did you like her outfit in this episode i liked all of her in this episode she's hot i didn't have much to say about this plot line but like i didn't i didn't absolutely hate it um, part I I think that there's there's a lot of annoyance bubbling, but I'm wondering if Lee is playing Riddler. I think that that's more likely than not. Um, because I don't th- I don't think we've ever seen like scenes of her be- start to have feelings for him rather than just you know I, I admire him as a friend. But you know they could oh. do that because if 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 the, if, the, if the idea is that Leslie Tompkins is seriously going to start robbing banks with a Riddler, <laughs> oh my god! But um. <laughs> I will say that this whole Riddler time thing, again, I mean, it, it feels like Riddler is like 100%. Like he's he's maxed out his character, like like a which isn't a bad thing. Like this felt like a Riddler plot. Like he you know he's doing Riddler riddles in a very kind of performative way. There's a giant like Jim Carrey s question mark highlighted in the background, like neon question mark. Um, you know, I I absolutely hate all the narrow stuff, but I, I've already talked about that. Uh, and I and I don't similarly I don't like. You know, this is like the roughest part of the Gotham and all this kind of stuff. But Leslie is always like dressed like she's going to like the most expensive like like like, like bar dinner ever. Because um, she's their queen, the doc. Yeah, they, but they, but that's 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 been done before. Um, uh, I will say that Marina Baccarin Marina Baccarin did a really good job. I, uh, she's always a solid actress, but I liked the confidence she had in this episode, and I, I like the uh-huh. fact that she like took on his riddles and she kind of played him because it's not. The Riddler is not like impossible to like you know outwit. Not that he's like you know easy, but like uh, she's she's smart enough to kind of outwit him, like Lu- like Lucius was. So that was cool. Um, yeah, I, I didn't dislike this, but like I will agree that the ending, the ending was one of those Gotham things. It's like, hey, let's let's go rob a bank. Mwah, mwah, mwah. I was like, all right. <laughs> um, so it doesn't. Yeah, that did say, bother me. Like the whole robbing bank thing, but like. 
everything else on the, in that scene was distracting me heavily, like the fact they had a <laughs> knife to her throat, and that she was just like, hey, 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 hey. and I'm like, uh, guys, I, I don't know if this is like safe for television. Oh, as you were saying, yeah, she thinks she, she <laughs> there are like, children watching. <laughs> it's a family program. <laughs> <laughs> is this a euphemism? She was, she was gonna, grabbing it's, these it's questions. Wake up. It's gonna wake up the BDSM and then the kids watching. Like they're gonna like. Draw it's gonna wake up the BDSM and Jen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now everyone knows. I'm gonna get a call. I'm gonna get a call from Ben, and he's gonna be like, "I have some questions." And I'm like, "Oh God, I watched Gotham." And uh, is it okay to knife a woman? <laughs> if it was opposite, and she I... had a knife to Riddler's throat, I would, I would have told Harry to watch. To, I hope you catch this episode because it's one for it's one for you. Um, uh, she was so uh, fully in control in that. I mean, yes. here's the thing: she is she is literally in control of the situation. Uh, the Riddler is submitting to her and her like uh, her control, even if he has a knife to her throat. That is his attempt to try to regain control, but. She, she was ready for it, so he still doesn't have it. Therefore, Harry can still watch the episode because she's still the dominant person in that scene. Um, oh, this is an episode that Dustin listens to. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Don't talk to me about power dynamics. I know power dynamics. Um, not that tone. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, the whole uh, robbing banks thing was just like, um, okay, but yeah, I was, I totally forgot about that. Honestly, I was yeah, it's, it's like, where, where's that going? Uh, but per per uh, the whole thing about like, I haven't seen her show any sort of no. Like I told you that one episode, you guys completely ignored me. I said no. He walked in there, like at the end of that one episode, the one that I missed. Uh, at the end of that episode, the way she looked at him was the key it was telegraphed a mile away that she had an interest Eh, i I disagree with that go back and look at her face when she looks at him but anywho she didn't know he was going to kill himself it was it was like it was that kind of like you know kind of ominous like something's about to go down because i think when he came back she was like oh ed it's you like she had a bad feel. I mean, maybe you, you might be right, but like I will say that I did no, not get the that way he response. looked. She looked at him was like her eyes had softened, dude. You guys, you guys really need to go back and look at it. Um, and then you go because I remember I said it again. La- I said it last uh, podcast, and you guys were like, "No, I didn't see it." You guys need to go back and watch because um, <laughs> they have even told you guys in the interviews that it was going to happen. Um, I wasn't there for that. <laughs> Don't believe me. <laughs> Did you not listen to the recordings that uh, Josh made, or Josh tells me everything? So. <laughs> did you did you just completely skip that the interview episodes? He doesn't listen to those Tumblr interviews where, like, uh... yeah, exactly that whole Tumblr interview because um, uh, what's his face? Corey Michael Smith said it was going to happen, and uh, Marina Baccarin hinted at it. Like, it was like a whole thing. And then the actors actually. Like did like a friend kiss to each other as like she was walking by and uh, and then like somebody like got mad on like Twitter. It's like I don't want him to kiss anyone else but you know me, fangirl. And then like a week later, she like when he came out of the closet, she said, "I feel so foolish." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I'm annoyed because this this is stepping all over my Nick Marble Pot ship. 
Yeah, pretty much, but... Um... Yeah, I had the opposite reaction than Jan had, because while she was physically happy, I was physically disgusted, because I cannot unsee the the, the history, as Stella and uh, Dustin would say. And, and as Stella, and Dustin, Stella would say in her shipper spotlight, hot or not, this one is not, because, I don't know. Uh, he killed Kristen Kringle, who I'm supposed to believe, were, you know, they were friends because they hung out like twice and they were both females working at the same place. And Lee like was worried about Kristen for like five minutes after she disappeared and, um, you know, um, framed her ex-fiance for murder while she was pregnant and the stress and grief of it, you know, had a hand in her miscarrying. So it's just after all they've been through, it's like it was hard enough for me to see them allying, but then I guess I eventually got used to that. But now this it's, you know, and, and by the way, about this robbing bank thing, when was that? Like, when was he robbing banks? Like, and, and, and maybe, maybe I'm forgetting more. Was about last season show. when he first became the Riddler, he started doing that like in a montage. Okay. Cause yeah, I, I don't remember. Like I was like, they're talking like, this is like the Dick Sprang silver age or something, but mm-hmm. Like, you know, because I feel <laughs> the like... The leotard. <laughs> yeah. Well, Look, well, that he, leotard he was amazeballs. Especially on Jim Carrey. Yes. <laughs> How tight it was. And <laughs> also on this amazing cosplayer I saw at DragonCon one year. His daughter was Supergirl. It was so cute. Aww. <laughs> she was like, really... She was like up to my knee. It was like amazing. Yeah. I, I do like Lee being extremely like calm and in control and toying with him throughout this. Like, I like that. Um, like Don, I'm hoping that there's some sort of end game here because like, I, I, I don't like the idea of Lee Tompkins being evil dot 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 again, you know, because that's not the first time that's happened. But I yeah. mean, you know, she, the last time we saw her, she did beat a guy's hand with a hammer. And shoot him in the head. But, like, let's see, what, what has she done in the last year? She shot a guy in the head. She beat a guy's hand with a hammer. She released a virus, you know, for everyone in the city. She buried homeless cop alive with a walkie-talkie. Yeah, uh, but I don't call that as part of it because she was under, like, okay, okay. Every time you say that, I'm like, she was under the influence of a drug. Everything And why, why after was she that, under the influence of the drug? Why was she? Because she took it herself. Yes, she did. <laughs> okay, anywho... After she took the drug, that's like injecting yourself with heroin and then like doing all the shit on the heroin that makes you think that it's great. Um, so every decision she made under the influence, I don't like put under her. I put like the fact that she took the drug under her. That's like two separate things to me um, because everything she did after that was under the influence of like a psychotropic drug, um, strength enhancing drug. <laughs> Yeah, everything after that, when she came, when she got the cure, that is on her. She tried to, like, she didn't forgive herself. Uh, She was trying to atone, and then it feels like she kind of just gave up on that and was like, whatever, I've I've done things, and it's just easier to do the things. It's easier to gain control by doing the things sort of deal. That's like Barbara. That's where I'm at right now. Because Barbara, Barbara, when she came out of Arkham Asylum, she... There was an episode where she, she seemed to me like she genuinely wanted to like, be an ally to Jim, and he rejected like her. Like Harley's day out. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, yeah. And then like she moved back with Harley, Tabitha, Harley, and by the end of the season, Harley she was Holiday. a girl again. Excuse me? Charlie Holiday was the name of the Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, but the only uh, difference is uh, 
Batman followed her around and then saw that she did everything pretty much fine, but everyone else treated her like shit. Um, in this, like, she... Uh, Babs went to Jim to be like, hey, I'm out, and I'm better now. And he's like, fuck you, I'll kill you now! Basically, so... JCPD! Uh, JCPD! <laughs> Like she, he didn't. Even, he gonna shoot her because her name's not Barbara Mario. So um, <laughs> her middle name's Mario. I mean, I, oh I god, th- I that think explains so much. The the talking point, um, in addition to Lee and, uh, and Riddler as a, as an item, is if this. I, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Like you know, it, 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 if if she's playing Riddler, that's one thing. Because and I'm not, I'm only saying that because I don't really buy her legitimately saying let's go rob banks, Riddler. Um, I, I I just don't find that to be like even for this character and, and what she's all done. Yeah, she's gone through a lot and she has kind of crossed a lot of lines in this season. But she went from like you know saving a guy in that in that Riddler game to like now let's let's commit crime. Like I don't I don't see what else what else could be there besides a trick. So I'm, I'm willing to see where bless you. I'm willing to see where where it goes. But if, if this is real, then okay. That, that was that was gigantic whiplash in terms of like the plot and stuff. Well, and Maria McCarran said in that Tumblr interview uh, that, like, Lee's not necessarily worried about obeying the law right now as long as it's for Robin Hood purposes. Like, every single character in the show? Um, I also... I mean... I do feel... I don't feel she's in love with Riddler, but I do feel that she has affection for Ed. That's the difference. That's probably true. So, I mean... She could be playing the Riddler, but she's also protecting Ed by pointing Riddler in the right direction-ish if she is playing him and using him as a weapon. And she's kind of, I feel like, pulling the two together if they both hold affection for her. You know what I mean? Because they're two parts of the same person. Yeah, I was. I was going to say that this is this is also like um, some of the most like like explicit in terms of like dialogue, uh, sort of demonstration that Ed and Riddler are two separate personas, and because they kind of brought it out in like you know language, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like. They, that. they were Gollumming a few weeks ago. I, I know, but but like, I, I, it's not that you know like, like oh now I'm thinking about it for the first time. It's it's that fact that like they mentioned you know Ed is gone. I am the Riddler. It's like, I, I wish this. I wish this was. I wish. I wish this. I wish this did not have to be. But whatever. I'm powerless. There's like a whole thing that has to do with like multiple personality disorders, where they actually kill off the other person, and the person actually literally dies. Um, but also, there's like the whole thing where they can't fuse and just become one person. But they also feel like that is a a death too, because um, they're. They're not two people anymore. They're like one person. Uh-huh. This is in my final form. Yeah. Um, so they're not like defined. And I can see where that would be more like a struggle. Um, I, I understand why it feels like Two-Face. I don't. I want to see where they go with this versus like just saying, oh, this is just Two-Face. Because Two-Face doesn't. Two-Face is just two people. Period. Two-Face. Is like, he, well, he, he's the coin. Either, either, it's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it depends on the flip of the coin. Whereas this is straight up. I mean, it, it's not strictly Two Face. Like Two Face doesn't talk to himself in the mirror, unless it's like James Robinson's running post Infinite Crisis. Yeah. But like, um, this is legitimately like, 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 like disassociative identity disorder. And again, like, yeah. you know, 
that, that is these these Batman villains are diagnosed, but like that's not the Riddler's thing. It's kind of a Scarface thing almost, but like whatever. Um, it's not, it's just not something that I prefer. I'm not going to make a big stink about it because they've been doing this in season one, I think. But like, it, yeah, I, I'd rather I'd rather it be something. Uh, it was very jarring in season one, but at this point, I'm used to it, so it's right. it's not very. I don't know. I just I found ways to like rationalize it at this point because to me now it just it just it's just what it is, um, and they can't. Hard didn't Harvey go off to like a a TV show that died? Well, I think I think that's the reason. Is like it's borrowing from another Batman character that they had on the show and didn't use because the Riddler's thing. <laughs> right. is, the Riddler's, the Riddler's thing is obsessive compulsive disorder. And I think that Lee actually says you you're going to tell me because that's 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 how you. You can't not tell me that is legitimately his crippling um, sort of like mental deficiency. But like they, they well, you know, Penguin talk- said it too. Right, right. But like, but in this in Gotham, it's like yeah, but you know, multiple personality disorder though. So it's it's, it's like they run a deal for more th- theatrical sort of like um, quote unquote yeah. insanity. It's just it's just ah, well, I, I would rather they not rob Two Face of his. <laughs> Yeah, they, they played up his OCD more in season one because I remember that's what he got in trouble for doing the Miss Kringle's office, or not office, but her filing system. And then like there was another episode with Miss Kringle where like she's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm surgically removing all the something from his onions." Was, yeah, all the onions from his like Chinese takeout or like whatever it was. That's what like, I do. Speaking of which, the, 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 there, there's another like Bullock is hungry joke this episode. Like I don't know when like, he chased Scarecrow like, and like, Mad Hatter going to eat them. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Well, he's like, this reminds me. I could use a sandwich right now. I don't remember what it was. They were like in the maze, but. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, oh, Bullock? Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullock, oh, yeah. If, the, if I had known it was like going to be a couple of acres, I would have gotten <laughs> a sandwich, yeah. Uh-huh. Will he ever stop eating? But yeah, uh, Lee. Uh, and then when Jim finds out, he'll be. Lee, you're with the man who framed me for murder. You slept with my sister-in-law. All right, let's call it even. And they like also killed her husband. (laughs) (laughs) But 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 that plot line is settled. She learned her lesson. Yeah, but also he framed her for murder. But like part of the stress came from the way the terrible way Jim handled it. (laughs) He wasn't talking about that. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't put that all on Ed because she was ready to be there and support him, and she would have been fine if she had just been able to like continue to have contact with him in jail. But he was like, "No, Lee, never speak to me again." Are you rooting so for she Lee? Was, Le- Sorry, I didn't remember. But are you, are you rooting for them as a couple? No, I'm just saying, like every time, you- like every time we talk about Lee and Nigma, he always brings up it's his fault that this happened. It's like, no, yes, uh, it is. she told him he was. Yes, but, but also, Jim was not there for her while she was pregnant. He told her to go away. I, I, I would put it on. I would put it on both of them, but mostly on Nigma because, like, he did nope. take lives and he did extreme actions to get Jim in that situation. It's Jim's like, fault after he got out of jail for not seeing Lee, but it's Riddler's fault for putting him in jail in the first place. Not well, the baby. No, was no, no. Gone oh my then. God, you guys are not listening. Not just after. I mean, during too. During she she would have supported him. She would have visited him. She would have like kept uh, contact with him. It would have been a lot better. When you love somebody, you need contact with them. And then he cut her off 
completely. That also stressed her out. You can't blame just the Riddler. You also have to blame Jim and his stupid pride. I don't need her to see me like this. She deserves more than me. Bitch, she can make her own decisions. If it was her decision not to speak with him, then that would have been the problem. It was his decision that she could not come see him. I'm not disagreeing with that. I think that it is partially Jim's fault as well. But I'm, but I'm not. But but I'll still say that it's Nigma's fault too because Nigma played a big role in making that situation happen. Yeah, but I'm still saying you. you yeah. It feels like that is only one piece of it. Like yeah. it set up the situation, but the fact is, if Jim had been more supportive, it would have went a lot better. Hmm. And for all we know, there could have been other medical factors involved. You know, like they. It was just she lost the baby. Like it. It could have been an unrelated medical issue because I, I don't remember them being specific. Like I don't remember it was like she had a broken heart. Or, I, well, that's why I, you, I you doubted that she a, did have a miscarriage because it, it was just she lost the baby. There was no given reason. Yeah, it was off screen. Yeah, I, I didn't believe that for a long time. But then I didn't believe she was pregnant in the first place either. So, but that's all plot lines from like two years ago. Um, and anything else on the latest development in coupledom? Yeah, I just. I just had to say my piece because that's literally the only part you focus on. Um, and it just bothers me because I'm like, no, it's a Jim. pretty big part. <laughs> yeah, but it's no, but it's all you focus on. I'm like, no, Jim f-ed up too. It's not just, it's not oh, just Ed. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've, I've given Jim his fair share of shit for all the. F-ed so. Yeah, but you never mentioned that in this case. You just focus like like he's the sole reason that she miscarried that baby. He is not the sole reason. It's how it was handled after all that stuff happened. She had no support after any of that because Jim, like he was in prison, but you know she still needed like support and um, someone there for her. Like even if he wasn't physically there, he was in prison. Like <sighs> Josh did rag on him for like, not okay. calling her if he got out, got out. Yeah, but like he's oh. not talking about it now. He's just like just saying it's Ed's fault that she lost the baby every time. Well, be, be because right now it's it's all about her and Ed. Like yeah. her and homeless, her, be, like that's why I'm mentioning it now. Is she and homeless cop were? I don't know. Like if there was, and plus Jim, I don't want to say Jim atoned for it, but like they did have that confrontation around it where they didn't specifically mention the baby, but I do remember her like giving him shit about it at her wedding when, like, he's like, Lee, don't marry Mario. <laughs> it's a marriage that'll be unsuccessful. It probably won't even last past the honeymoon for reasons uh, yet to be determined, you know? And she was like, no, you, like, weren't there for me. You abandoned me. I remember her crying, so. Yeah. I mean, so, it, again, it's... But I, I think I've I think I've given Jim responsibility for it, and when I'm saying, like, it's Ed's fault, I don't mean it's just Ed's fault, but... You know, yeah, but, but it's I'm like of- every t- every time we br- every time we talk about it, like it's the only part of the whole conversation that you brought up for like the last season. So I just felt the need to throw that in there for yeah. just to remind people that it's not strictly Ed's fault. Because even if they have watched the show, even if they know what happened, when you like omit things and you repeat things, it kind of just like that's all they remember. Creates a narrative. Yeah. So I just I just needed to fix it. Fair enough. Um, anything else on Lee and Nigma? Uh, that, that, I think we spent 40 minutes on that, so let's move on. Yeah, I just... Uh, 
Yeah, right. I mean, um, I think it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here. I, I, I hope it's somewhere interesting because, yeah, that just that really bothers me on a lot of levels. Um, but I mean, I guess that's what it's been this season. Like couples that bother me, couples that are inappropriate, couples that shouldn't be a couple. Well, physically, they're really nice to look at together. Yeah, I'll, I'll give them that. Oh, and, and like Don said, I'll just I'll just say this. It gets in the way of the Nygmogable potship, which like, you know, finally there was no obstacle standing in the way. But, oh well. This is the most calm I think Penguin's ever been in an episode. You know, except for like Butch choking him, but like generally he, he didn't like twitch or scream or anything. I think he's just biding his time. He has a plan now. He's chill. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that before we get to Jerome because this is a small enough plot line. It's um, <laughs> I'm with Butch where he's like, "Why would I work with you?" And um, <laughs> he's not wrong. No, he's, he's, he's not wrong. It's like, you know, you cut off his hand, you betrayed him. He's like, you and I used to run this town together. It's like, no, well, yeah, I kind of did. But it's like, he also used you a lot. And like, when Butch got his memories back, hand. like one of the, one of the first sharpest memories he had was a uh, penguin chopping his hand off. So like, you can tell like, that, yep. that, that shows you how, how much that pissed him off as you might imagine. Or how memorable it was. It was the first time he lost a hand. It was actually, it was the only time he lost a hand. My bad. Um, it <laughs> was Tabitha three. who lost it the second time. Well, and, and he went to work with Penguin after that hand thing, because after, like, Butch helped, you know, betray Penguin and didn't kill Penguin's mom, but, like, basically was a part of that whole trap, you know, when they split up. He, likes said to Penguin, like, after he, like, tarred and feathered Penguin, he's like, you and I are dumb. We're not going to work together again. But then they teamed up to kill Galavan, and for some reason we're best friends again. Which, like, I listened back to season three, and Don and I were, like, very confused by that. But then again, like, a few episodes later, Penguin threw Butch out again. Because, like, like Nygma, like, goaded Butch into betraying Penguin, and then, like, used that as a ha. So Butch is unloyal to you. Although Butch was being unloyal anyway, from what I recall. Like, that wasn't entirely Nygma goading him into it, but, like, Nygma was, like, proving that Butch was unloyal. Because I do remember he was, uh using the Red Hood gang and stuff like that, and I remember, uh, season three. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, he was trying so hard to just look good in front of, um, Tabitha. Penguins. Oh, yeah, Tabitha. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but he also but, was trying to edge out, um, Nygma, Nygma oh, yeah, because he was being replaced. Yeah. He was being replaced by Nygma, so he wasn't happy with that either. So he was trying to do two birds with one stone. Because, like, wasn't Butch trying to, like, fix the election? And, like, Nygma was like, no, we're going to win this honestly. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, I'm remembering that now. <laughs> and that's why he fell in love with him, because he was all like, Oh, my God, you really believe in me. Yeah, so, Butch, and, and, then, and then when he brings, like, he's like, okay, Butch, I promise not to betray you. And then he brings in the drum drums, like, oh, our test subject. I was like, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. He's betraying him again right away. And then when he's like, uh, we'll find Hugo Strange together and, and cure you, like, well, you don't need him to find Hugo Strange. He, he just told you the solution. You find Hugo Strange by yourself and kill Penguin. And he's like, uh, I'm here. Well, why, why does he need Penguin for that? Penguin's the one with all the connections, isn't he? Yeah, but Tabitha lives with Barbara, and Barbara has 
connections up her ass. And Barbara owes him a favor for shooting him in the head. Yeah, I would totally ask someone who shot me in the head for a favor. That is exactly what I would do. Yeah, but she can have Tabitha lean on her for it. Like, I, I feel like it would be easier for him to get Barbara to work with him than to, like, I, I don't know. I seriously doubt it, considering she now has a magical glowing hand and an army of female assassins at her beck and call who don't give a shit. <laughs> who, who, who can find Strange at a moment's notice with those League of Shadows people. Granted, he doesn't know about that. Um, yeah, but then she would just him, use like, Hugo to try to blackmail him into doing what she wants for as long as she wants. That's how she works. <laughs> You're writing the rest of the season. <laughs> I am writing the rest of the season because that's what I do but um (laughs) that's what we do on the show (laughs) but yeah that's what she would do she would just be like no you're gonna go smash these people's heads in and then I will give you the location of bloody da 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 and then Tabitha would betray her and take the thing then they'll run off together in love and Butch has his own connections, too, because I remember throughout season one, he was, um, like, Penguin did not know how to run Fish's Club, and, like, Butch had to, like, tell him, like, what to do, who to talk to, who to contact. Yeah, and those remember, people are like, dead. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Those people are dead. I don't know. I, I, I feel like Butch would be able to find strength without Penguin, but maybe Butch is just so... Un- Maybe lost enough that he'll listen to Penguin again, but wow, that was. I wasn't mad about that the way I was with um, Nigma and Lee, but. <laughs> it, it seems to be a theme this season that, like, people who, like, should not want to be anywhere near each other again will, like, team up. Mm-hmm. But. It's like, I don't know, like, is someone who, like, killed someone's wife. Like, especially when he's, like, Smallville, you know, I can help you get. Chloe and yeah, uh, I, Lex, Lex's dad. What? I can, I can help you get Tabitha back. Like, and I'm like, you mean the Tabitha that killed your mom? That like now, like you're trying to like you know set up a love connection with? Nah, that's a good point. Yeah, why would, why would he give a sh- it's, it's like in, like Jan, like like uh, in Smallville, like Lex Luthor's father tried to kill a character in Smallville, and then like two seasons later, they're having like they're literally having like Thanksgiving feast and passing the biscuits. Yeah, yeah, sitting sitting right next to each other. <laughs> Yeah, that, 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 that was. I, I never, I never personally, I, w- I wasn't thinking that that it made no that that the the penguin and Grundy stuff made no sense. Um, I think I like the fact that Butch. This cannot be the first time Butch stood up to Penguin, but I like the fact, I like seeing it here. Um, and it isn't. Yeah, no, yeah, I I don't I don't think it is, but it's you know because he's Grundy, he can he can pop him like a grape, so it's 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 fun seeing that. He could have popped him like a grape earlier. I still don't really, and I know we talked about this last episode, if not the episode before. I still don't really buy this whole, you know, Tabitha will never love me when, like, I think she said exactly the opposite when he left. But whatever, <laughs> it's a plot line. Well, he, he he's not confident, you know, like, so he's he's not hearing that. But yeah, like, it's, dude, like, you're fine. She'll accept you. You have two hands now. It's super strength. You're golden. Yeah. It is what it is. If I was if I was Hugo Strange, I would be like, we're going to do a complicated surgical procedure, and he just like puts Butch on. And it's like, now Peabody's ghost, get me the like paint. He just like paints like Butch's like. He he just like paints Butch's skin, and he like wakes up like there. I've changed you back to a human, you know. Like he does, he does lots of like frankincense to cover the dead smell. 
<laughs> well, I thought about that dead smell thing after you mentioned oh, it the last, last time. I thought about that smell thing after you mentioned it the last time, and I, I was wondering if that was because when Nigma finds him, he's in the sewer. Like, maybe it was the sewer that was making him smell. Like, was it ever established in the episodes where he wasn't in the sewer that he stunk? Yeah, he was in the... Uh, I remember. He was in that club in the Narrows. Well, I don't remember that, them going pee. And he lived smell. in an apartment with Ed Nigma. But did they mention his smell in those episodes, or was it just Barbara saying "pu"? Of course, it's Grundy. I can smell him. It's just Barbara. Okay, so so maybe like Grundy doesn't smell. He just smelt in that episode because he was living in the sewer. No, he was living in the thing. But when Nima went to find him, do you smell? She he went down into the sewer to get him. So maybe oh, that's, that's why Barbara. Saying yeah, so like maybe I mean because when Tabitha was like kissing him and stuff, she wasn't like gagging or like holding her nose. In yeah, fact, but, but Barbara she's... would. Barbara's such an asshole that like she could have been exaggerating the smell because nobody else said anything. Yeah, she said he smelled like moldy teeth. Right, but that could have been her being like you know an eighth grade girl, you know, like like oh like you. Yes, you eighth grade. <laughs> yeah, the grade that Stella teaches. Oh, okay. Anything else on uh, Grundy and uh, Cobblepots? Hugo Strange! <laughs> yes, BD Wong was like being fitted for a bald cap on set on like Instagram a few months ago, so we know that he's uh, that he comes back. And if he's so fit, fitted for his like goatee too. <laughs> it's his so exciting! As with all characters that I love. As, as with all the characters I love that um, are not like Bruce Wayne, I hope that they don't. Because I was really worried about him last season and the season before, especially when he was like uh, fried and frozen at the same time. He somehow survived. I hope he doesn't get killed off, but I'm, I'm happy to see him. Again. Same. He needs. He needs to be eternal. He needs to be the final. He, he, he needs to take. He needs to join the League of Assassins. It's true. He'll take it over. Hello. What are we doing today? We are going to raid the ice cream shop. Oh God, the ice. Yeah, because <laughs> it's funny because my friend Lindsay, you guys know from the group chat, but the listeners don't, is like going through the show. And like when she got up to the Hugo Strange episode, she's like, this guy's really creepy. What's with this ice cream therapy? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then when she got up to the end of season three, she said, is Barbara really dead? And I was like, do you want me to answer that? She's like, oh, God, that means that she's not, is she? And I was like, well, she's dead, but someone takes an interest in her and brings her back. And then Lindsay said, oh, God, it's not that creepo Hugo Strange, is it? I was like, ha ha ha! No, <laughs> no, it's someone better. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know if I find well, him actually scary. Which is yeah, I was gonna say like um, someone who should be better. Uh, <laughs> historically wise, in the comic books and in the animated series, and I in, thought you liked the actor. I love the actor. The writing was terrible. Well, we're we're at the point now where I think we can call it with Rachel Ghoul. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's. <laughs> Didn't oh, I say I hope he never comes he, back? So wow. I'm willing to be proven wrong, but like between his whatever thing that he, he was looking for, and like you know, Barbara, you're we're we're like just alike, which made me f-ing gag. Like I I don't know. Like 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 they're they're really screwing the pooch with this with this character. <laughs> I feel like he's incredible. He was incredibly wasted on this show. 
let's let's make him racially accurate and then give his power to the white woman. <laughs> give his power to a white woman. Yes. I <sighs> Because real talk, the League of Assassins should be like a a season finale th- threat. Like they should take over all of Gotham and that should be the big thing. Not, you know, him Now they're just like a tool. Anything. Yeah, like we're at your well, disposal minor character in in, in, in the series. <laughs> and they're all brown. Yes, there's there's characters who I have soft soft spots for in this show, and you guys know this because of my history with Barbara. But like, Dad, you're two always... weeks of reading the history of her. Yeah, well, it was a, it was a fun two weeks. <laughs> um, and, and and similar to that, I will always have a soft spot for Alexander Sadiq and Ra's al Ghul because you know that time that he tried to kill Ben right in front of me at Comic Con. You have a, a soft spot because moment. of that. <laughs> Well, it's not many people that try and kill Ben. I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't think I don't think I've ever disliked any of the actors. I mean, well, well, no, like, 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 like even if they do things that like like in terms of performance choices that I don't really care for, I I don't think I've ever. I think the actors are the most blameless part. And Alexander Sadiq is a very charismatic, energetic actor, but like the bullshit he was they're making. Incredibly attractive while he was there. But like 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 the crap they're making this character do is like so. Like, as Rachel Gould should be like. Holy shit! It's Rachel Gould. We're, we're in trouble. Not like, oh, it's it's him. What was he up to this day? You know, they're nerfing the character's potential. It's nerf for nothing. Yes, exactly. Jerome and Jeremiah Sockle Blue. Okay, well, um, first, first of all, um, there, I, I want to bring this up real quick. That like, if I, if I watch this episode, and I'm not I'm not putting blame on you, Josh, but if I watch this episode totally cold, I would have been really surprised by like the whole Jeremiah stuff. But apparently, there's been a ton of leaks about the last few episodes of, God, of this season because it was spoiled for me that he had a, a, a brother of some sort. So, like, it, otherwise, I thought this was a pretty surprising turn of events. It was for me. I didn't see it coming. I there, I don't I don't go onto Reddit. So no, well, neither do I. But like, but Josh is excited ass. I was like, oh, there's gonna be this one with his brother. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank goodness. Well, it, I'm all it like. It wasn't just Reddit. It was like different there was like different pieces of the puzzle like because somebody said in an interview it might have been Davi Mazows was saying that like um Cameron Monaghan was going to play a separate character and then he's the Tom Holland of the show it it was either him or someone else and then around that same time at the Tumblr thing Ben McKenzie said that Jerome is looking for a family member so between that and he's going to play a separate character, people are saying, okay, so Jerome's looking for his twin. And then the makeup person for Gotham like posted something on social media. That, of, like, that's all been out. Of, yeah, like, that's, I, I, I won't say what it is, but like, that's practically not even a spoiler because those oh, images no, have been out. It's, um, it, no, it's, it's, it's a separate thing because it's, it's not a spoiler. What it is is like the makeup guy posted, it was like a mock, a collage of like all the people's whose hair and makeup he did. And mm-hmm. in it, you, you saw, you saw Jeremiah in his like glasses and like slick back, like Clark Kent look. Oh, so people like, aha. So here's Jerome's like twin brother. And then the name Jeremiah, like was leaked by somebody on Reddit who like, so I think works on the set or something. So what a dumbass. You, there was multiple pieces like separately and then there's a few pieces about what comes next that have kind of been out um yeah don't tell me i'll kill you yeah well no i'm not i'm not planning <laughs> on telling you i'm not planning on telling you but like it's it's not hard to figure out based on what i can't believe the producers have said. <laughs> i can't 
<laughs> the black blue blur. I can't believe that there's a triplet. And uh, <laughs> I really do like Jeremiah, though. But mostly because I like nerdy guys, and he seems off. And they had in the previously on Gotham thing, like like the line from like, "Do you have anyone else?" The circus is my family. Uh, so yeah, they'll do that okay. sometimes with the pre- with the flashbacks. Yeah, but it's like okay, so you could say that Jerome was lying, but then I also I, there was other things too because I feel like that episode implied that like Jerome seemed relatively normal until he killed his mom but then like there's the stuff that jeremiah was saying like oh well, we well, always knew you were crazy has kind of been retconned since season one because you're right in that episode it, it it was it was like his whole thing was with his mom and since yeah. season two it's like oh he's just the joker like he's he's you know he's all about laughing and performing like it wasn't like he was fully formed after that so there is there is a bit of consi- i mean it's too far now to really make a stink about it but there is, there has been sort of inconsistency. If you go, if we're going back to his original episode, I think the inconsistency is worth mentioning here because this deals with that history. Yeah, that like, oh, he was always like this, and I feel if he was always like this when uh, Jim and Lee were like investigating this in season one, like, wouldn't all the circus people have been like, it's probably yeah, her it's psycho free who laughs all the time and threatens yeah people. it's probably her psycho son that like set the kid's bed on fire, and wouldn't they have like found out about the twin brother while they were investigating all that too and he's like oh i had to hide from jerome you had to hide from jerome when he was like in a traveling circus like you know years later i'm a hankering that jan has an explanation for this (laughs) (laughs) no no continue to speculate (laughs) just the the family history thing seemed uh, seemed a little off and and i'm a little confused by the conversation with jerome and jeremiah i'll have to watch it again but like was Jerome basically saying that like Jeremiah lied about how that's the very violence interesting. Stuff that Jerome did, <laughs> and then like he lied to I'm get sorry, him I'm sent sorry. away, and and why? And, I, I, I think it's safe to say that like not it's it's not so much technically a retcon, but it's it's they came up with the idea of this Jerome or Jeremiah brother this season. It was not planned ahead, but like because of that, it, it actually makes things less predictable. Yeah, I, I guess I am going to go back said, and watch that episode again. That, that the one uh, one. So he's not the Joker stuff because he was right, flying. He was spitting references all over this episode, um, like like the Jack Nicholson line about just being an artist. Um, you, you know, <laughs> all it takes is one bad day. So like you know, oh, he's not the Joker yet. Yeah, blow me. Like like like, come on. Like like, like who are you trying to fool? <laughs> he's making Joker venom. Yes, which was which was. Oh my god! I, I, I will say, as somebody who was so upset last week, I'm not gonna lie. That, that was like, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You 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 saw my you 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 saw my your explosion. <laughs> you you heard my reaction when you you called. And and I, I want, yeah, I want to talk about. We can talk about that real quick. Is that like that was horrifying? I mean, it was a CGI like on a grin and like his. I was like, like that was legitimately that was kind of perfect actually, and, and his reaction to it was great. My favorite part was how uh, I usually hate when people use like CGI or whatever, but when they warped his mouth back into like a bigger mouth 
while he was like laughing because you see that in the cartoons uh the animated series when he, they went into the people's faces and they were doing the joke the, they were hit with the joker gas and their film completely would like go white and then they would get the red lips and everything and then their mouths would just pull back into bigger grins so it, the fact that his face was like straight up like warping was like i don't know i got excited no no it was, joker is awesome go ahead well, I mean, I mean, like, um, it it was a CGI was like, uh, I don't, I don't want to say it was bad because it was so obviously CGI, but it, it that made it kind of scary. Yeah, yeah, it it oh oh my god, like, because it first of all, like, I'm just gonna say, Joker gas, like, is the one of the most terrifying things in the world to me personally. After seeing it in the animated series, and also after seeing it in, um. Batman and 89? Robin Eternal. Oh yeah, with, you're talking about uh, Duke Thomas's parents. Yeah, Duke Thomas. Um, so the Joker gassed the entire city, and no, 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 that was during um, Death in of the game? Family, I think, wasn't it? I, th- I think I think the story where he where he I think that was Endgame. Yeah, when okay. he came back. Oh my god. Anywho, so he um, he gassed like the city, and then uh, Duke Thomas's parents were um affected by it and they can't cure them because they were affected too long and then he goes and sees his parents and they're always like smiling and then he'll like talk to them and they will like laugh a little bit and then you could just see them crying because they're sad on the inside but they can't stop laugh that is fucking terrible he can't fix his parents um and for those who don't know who duke thomas was he was in um we are robin and um the signal the detective comics and he is now the signal yeah. yeah uh so there's that and but yeah no most of my most of my trauma comes from watching the animated series because those were like those were like the scariest episodes of the Joker. He could have been doing anything, but if it was like that gas, I just I just didn't want any of it. I think I mentioned this because um, I did the commentary for the Laughing Fish a few years ago. Like mm-hmm. when that episode, that episode, like like Bruce Tim says, like they made that episode purposely scary. Like they wanted that to be like the scariest Joker episode because it starts off with no title card, and especially the scene where Bat, like the guy dressed as Batman starts laughing. Like I would like run out of the room and like a uh, mass of the phantasm. <laughs> When you see Salvalestra all jokered up, like that would that, that scared the shit out of me. Um, yeah, I love it now, but like no, it, it's it's great. And, and you know, just uh, just kind of putting out there, like this goes back to Batman number one, the first appearance of the Joker. Like he would murder people, and they wouldn't they would not even explain it. They would, they would just be like smiling, and they look, they would look, even with the old artwork, the Bob King artwork, they look really kind of creepy. So it's 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 a classic, old school golden age kind of thing, and I loved. Karen Monaghan's reaction to it. He's like, we gotta get more of this shit! <laughs> that was awesome. Yes! Yes! I was just like, oh, my jaw hit the floor and I was like, they're going for it! They're going for it! I've never been so excited for anything from a comic or the animated series to make it into this show. Like, I was excited for Hugo Strange to come back, but the Joker cast. Joker cast! The cast! The I kind of even liked how most of the villains... We're generally like, 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 whoa, this is weird. I, I, I didn't like freeze, like, ha ha ha, because like that's whatever. But like, um, like Hatter was like, oh god, and like Scarecrow and Firefly kind of like, like, like getting freaked out. But like, you know, yeah. But, but Jerome was like popping a boner. He's <laughs> like, this is this is cool. Yes, that's how he should be. Um, but going back to wait, 
did we want to go back to the discussion about Jerome and Jeremiah, or are you done yeah, with that? Yeah. No, I no. mean, well, we, we, can, we can go all over the I place. Kind of you know, the there's a I want to talk about it. Yeah, the, 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 yeah there, there's no, a lot like going so on. Good. I am with you. I am with I. Uh, I just, I just don't want it to like be bad. <laughs> and next episode, I just want to still continue can to hold on to these if, good if, feelings. If, if Gordon gets hit by that gas and they warp him into space. <laughs> oh my gosh, please. And he just sees a bunch s- of Marios and shoots all of them. <laughs> uh, they're everywhere. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I just have to bring this up before we he go back Nygma to like He sees Nigma kissing the... Lee and it's the back of his head so he thinks that it's Mario <laughs> and he shoots Nigma in the back. Oh my his god. His head is re- too small. He's returned um, from the grave. <laughs> what was I going to say? Uh... I don't even remember what I was gonna say now. I don't think it makes you loose. Well, I mean, like, um, I remember, like, 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 I didn't like the ending of Death of the Family because, like, the Bat Family gets gassed and they just like survive with no explanation. I was like, that's bullshit. But um, uh, the Jero- the Jeremiah brother thing, it it it, it feels like a non sequitur. But that line about you know, oh yeah, you told people that I put a, a knife to your neck and I tried to burn your bed and stuff like, and he was oh like, yeah, yeah, he, he was like maybe though I was I was not totally truthful. I was like okay, where that this I don't know I I don't know where they're going. This is legitimately got me intrigued. I cannot imagine where this might lead to. Um, how I feel about it is um okay, so Jerome was mistreated for most of his life, and if not all of it. And part of it was his uncle mistreated him. His mother didn't think he was anything. Uh, and now it's just saying that like, he had this twin brother the entire time who framed him for a lot of stuff. Who was like super smart. So his brother was actually smarter than he is. Um, and basically mistreat, like pushed everybody to mistreat his brother who he felt was lesser than him in general because you can tell by the way that he speaks about him and he's all like yeah no i can take care of this because um i can take care of my brother because you know i've always taken care of my brother and i don't mean in a way of like i'm gonna like nurture him but more in a way of like uh responsibility what is it no of uh kind of um holy shit what are words he's manipulated his brother's life he put him on this path well I, I, maybe we don't know the whole story like he might have had the disposition for it but like the whole one bad day his brother was the bad day like over and over again um his brother while he seems to be like the nicer one i feel is actually the more malicious one um and they keep saying that uh jerome is not the joker um and he said he was going to drive his brother insane so one of the things it could be is like jeremiah could uh eventually be the joker just so that they don't have to eat their words despite all of the what is it all of the references and everything um yeah um, that's how I feel like they're trying to do with this. Um, I don't exactly agree with it, but that's that's what would make most sense to me at this point. Uh, what else is there? Well, uh, can I can I can I interrupt you? I'm, I'm yeah, asking if I can interrupt you. But like, if they pull that car and it's, and it's like, oh, actually, the Joker was this guy. Would that not be bullshit? Because that is literally yeah, Henry it's James still Olsen. bullshit. But 
Hmm? That is that is literally what they like. Like the joke that we always make about Smallville and Jim, Jimmy Olsen. That's literally what they did. It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would Henry James Joker. We'll we'll cross that bridge, you know, when this storyline concludes uh, after we see if they do it or not. But like, because they have been saying I've... that he's not the Joker and someone else is a Joker and he influences the Joker, so that would. Yeah, that's what I mean when I say that there's puzzle pieces out there, like not necessarily all spoilers, but like there's if you take all the statements that they've been saying about this, like the last few months, like it fits together. And so I'm I'm trying not to speculate too much because at this point with like you feel you can draw a conclusion yourself. Well, I, I don't want to draw a conclusion that could be considered a spoiler, but at the same time, like. The, for the information's out there, and and I'm not even talking about like the Reddit leaks. I'm talking about like just everything like, they've said. Like yeah, everything that they've said. It's uh, it's it's not even a leak. It's it's stuff that they've officially like tried right. to say. Someone like like the the Dustin signal because this sounds like a conversation he ought to be in for. Like like when when that, mean, when that episode comes. No, it's no. He'll be right. Um, we're all right. Uh, it it is BS that they would do that, but they've been saying that from the beginning, and then eventually they've been like, "Well, he influences the. He's not the Joker, but he strongly influences like the Joker." That doesn't um, make it any better, though. I, mean, they, they can... I, I, I think we're all on the same page right now, yeah. so that like we can say this out loud. Jeremiah's gonna be the Joker. That's yeah. not that 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 that's not a question. I was kind of dancing around it a little bit because I didn't want to. Say You're it out not loud spoiling and anybody. Didn't want to hear it, but yeah, it's <laughs> well, there's that the, and, and the, so, so we we can talk about the repercussions of that, but but I mean I don't want to jump the gun too and like be mad about it before it's happened because Davi Mazau's also said that it was going to be one of the most brilliant things that the show's ever done, so maybe it'll be done well, but I don't like the idea of it because like this is the guy who we've been investing in for the last few years, who that we're attached to, and yeah, it's the same actor, but like. It's kind of like this is another Simpsons reference, but it makes sense. But it's kind of like Fat Tony and Fit Tony, where like they killed off the character of Fat Tony, who was around for like twenty years, and they replaced him with his twin brother, who was Fit Tony, who looked just like Fat Tony, but he had muscles. But the stress of being a mafia don made him like gain weight, and he became Fat Tony. And then they just like <laughs> never mentioned it again. Like so now, like Which is it's worse the than same, Armin like. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah. Um, it's, okay, it's, what I'm saying is, is like you know they can. You're right that they they have been saying since like the Red Hood episode. Oh, there's multiple re- you know people for the Joker, or when they killed off Jerome, and there are people like laughing for no reason when they watch the television and the cult of Jerome. I mean, they they it's not as though so they, speaking they, of they've not put in work about that, but I still find that bullshit because why is this why is this Trojan horse? Being the Joker, if he's not the character, there's no reason for him to act like a character that he is not. That will be like me acting like a future version of, of like I don't know, uh, an astronaut or something in every single way, but I'm not that character. It's like, why would I do that? <laughs> you could be. You have your whole life ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, you could be an astronaut. You don't have glasses. <laughs> I turn to Arthur. Reed. It, it, it's it's my twin brother. Um, uh, did. I mean, you already have a brother. There's actually, there's actually a, 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 uh, Grant. a Donald minutes, Grant. There's actually a sixty minutes uh, special about like uh, twins, especially twins who've kind of like you know were adopted and grown up, grown up apart from each other, and then find each other years later. 
So, like, it's kind of an interesting well, coincidence. Uh, uh, why didn't the blind fortune teller in either of his two episodes, like, mention that he had another son? There is like, another. again. Well, and, and, well, and you make the Star Wars joke, but yeah, it's like, they hid me away so that you wouldn't find me. He's not Luke Skywalker hiding from Darth Vader. Like, like. <laughs> they, His they, reputation they had to did hide. not precede him at the moment. Right, like, like they had to hot. They couldn't let ten-year-old like Jerome Valeska know his brother's location because you know this ten-year-old was gonna like you know find him with the with the Empire and execute Order sixty-six. Like, it's. Uh... To be fair, it was more like, um, uh, what is it? So, um, he made it from what I could glean, except for the blind fortune teller, which is uh, definitely a plot hole. Um, the whole thing about like trying to hide him away, uh, I, it made it sound like he was definitely framing his brother as more dangerous than he actually was. So they would want to like remove him from. They threw him in an orphanage, basically, didn't they? Saint Ignatius was an orphanage school, right? But it was also like a school, like that he like excelled. Because I was trying to yeah. do the math about hey, the ages. Home? Yeah, I, I was trying to do the math about the ages because I always got the impression that Jerome in season one was like someone who was in his mid to late teens. Like he was between yeah, I thought, like I thought he was, he was like he was like fifteen years old. Yeah, I don't remember them giving his exact age, but I do feel like he was like a, a teenager. So they said that they, that he was like, I think they used the age twenty four here, uh, or either no, that, that, or that, that was up. us talking about Cameron Monaghan's oh, actual no. age. Oh, but you know what? He, they, it, well, it is 24 because they said when I was 10 years old, you set that bed on fire and then blah, blah, blah. I was taken away. And then they said – and then at one point they said 14 years ago. So I did the math and I was like, okay. I remember 14. in season two them saying that – them saying Jerome's age. Let me find this on the wiki because I feel that, well, like, that like it was a it was a teen age. So if so, if he's twenty four, which if you do the math here, like you know, sometime after his tenth birthday, he was taken away, and that was fourteen years ago. That would mean that he'd be around twenty or twenty one in season one. So I was like, okay, that's a little older than I thought, but I could kind of buy that. Uh, and it's fine too. I mean, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to complain about that. But I, 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 I really feel that like. Especially in like season two, they're calling him kid and stuff. That he was meant to be like someone younger than twenty one. Somebody, no. somebody on Google like put eighteen as his age, but I don't know what the source is. Oh yeah, like there's a few sources that say that he was eighteen. Uh, okay, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, this isn't me being John Wilson saying I need him to be as young as possible. It's, it's I think that was the case. <laughs> Yeah, no. I think I, they just didn't want him to be too much older than Bruce, as opposed to everyone else. But yeah, well, I, that's true. But I, I kind of liked him being around that age because I I didn't want all the villains to either be like Gordon's age or Bruce's age. Like you know, yeah. like Ivy and Selena were, you know, Bruce's age, and then like Harvey Dent was like, and Bridler were adults. So like, I liked that there was people all over the age spectrum. So that like Jerome was like a little older than Bruce. Here's a question, and this is a, this is a bit of a detour. How old do we think Nigma and Calvad are? At least in their 30s. Actually, didn't they, didn't they state Penguin's age? Like, no, like, their 20s, my bad. When he met um, um, Pee Wee Herman, didn't they say that like he was 31 or something? I don't know. I, think, I don't remember these details. <laughs> I think that like... um, 
the idea is, is that like they're they're no older than the early 30s but like uh, because i'm wondering like you know in 15 years time when batman is swinging around will they be old men or will they just be a kind of like mi- uh, middle-aged well they're they do seem to be older than um most of the villains well at least in the 69 i think it is uh they they do seem to be Batman's older 66? than yeah 66 wow numbers uh, they do seem to be older than him. Uh, I, I would disagree because, like, I think, like, if you compare, like, uh, Adam West to the other guy, Adam West is like forty when he was doing that. I think they're all like this. Like, uh, generally, kind of I don't know. Older. They just look older to me. I think it's because probably the facial hair. Honestly, so Meredith was probably this, older. This this yeah. is insane, guys. Um, while I was looking up Jerome's age, I found this interview with Cameron Monaghan. And the episode "Gentle Art of Making Enemies," which is when like he and Bruce are in the Mirror Funhouse, that episode was supposed to end with Jerome getting beheaded, and that was going to be like it. By Bruce? Um, By Gordon? <laughs> yeah, probably not. Uh, I'm looking to see if he says who it was, but I was like, because, "Whoa!" Like, which... like, the whole point of that was like, "I must not kill." Cut to season four, but like, yeah, I, I doubt Bruce would have done that. That would have been, but like, they could not have Batman behead somebody unless it was unless it was a monster. Like that would be ridiculous. Wow. Or Ben Affleck. Okay, uh, Pot is 31 years old. <laughs> okay. But, like... Is that on the wiki? I- I'm glad that they didn't go yeah. with, first of all, behind. That would have been shocking. But second of all, like, he had just come back from the dead, like, one or two episodes before. So that would have been... That would have felt like a waste. Why would... And, and also, why would you... I mean, I know, I know that, like, a, a running theme with the Joker, especially in the anime series, was, was that he would, like, fall to his death and always survive. But, like, why would you constantly, like, you know, definitively kill him only to bring him back like he's Mothra or something? <laughs> okay. Who? I don't think the producers will mind me saying that initially Jerome wasn't going to live, Monaghan told Nerdist. He wasn't originally going to make it through this confrontation. He was going to be beheaded, and that was going to be it for him. Ultimately, they decide that instead we'll go the opposite way and really embrace the idea of the character being involved in the Joker mythos. They decide not to dance around it, but instead embrace it and bring the audience on the roller coaster ride for this episode, allowing it to be open ended, playing into whatever they decide to do that stuff later down the line. Okay. Um. So, so he they said he wasn't going to survive the confrontation; that he'd be beheaded. But they doesn't say if Bruce did it. So maybe I don't know. That that, that that's weird. I think I think we can safely say that this is the most like uh, intriguing plot point we've ever talked about in Gotham. I can't imagine ever being more interested in terms of what's going on, uh, you know, without a sense of, without a hint of irony or, or annoyance. Like, I'm, I'm genuinely interested as to, like, where this is going to, even if, even if I get pissed off, I, I don't know the answer right now. <laughs> I feel like I'm they'd less... have to do, like, some really crazy stuff for me to get angry, because, like I said, if they do a bait-and-switch Henry James Joker, it still doesn't bother me because I've been expecting it this entire time, because they needed to do something to back up what they were saying. At this point, considering how close he is to the Joker, they'll they'll need to like they'll need to do some like fast dancing because to like say that oh, like like Jerome was was acting like his brother because like why would the Joker have the persona and like character takes of a different character first? That that feels like like that feels ingenuine. That's something that bothered people back in season two when Jerome was killed and like it was revealed that like he was inspiring all these people laughing watching TV because they said that that means that whoever becomes the Joker now is basically being a derivative of someone else. Yeah, I said that. And then, and then another person, you know, like had had a 
fun solution to that saying. Actually, what would be funny is like if you know Batman ever does meet the Joker and like compares him to like Jerome, and then like Joker said, "Who's Jerome? Never heard of him." Like you know that like <laughs> he's just like that on his own. It's not Bugs Bunny. You know? it's like... Oh my God, guys, guys, guys! Yeah. I swear to God, if they do the whole thing where Jeremiah is the Joker, I swear to if he does not say "Wait till they get a load of me," I'm gonna quit the show. That'd be cool. <laughs> I would fuck. I will quit the show. I just need to wait till they get a load of me. I'll be like, yeah. we freak terrorizes. Wait till they get a load of me. And then uh, seen. Cameron, um, Cameron Bigandova licks Tommy Wiseau's nose. I'm still waiting for that to happen. <laughs> oh I'm man, he has, he has got another. Four he's got drugs. another year before she can do that. <laughs> before they can eat mistletoe. Yes, uh, and then die because it's <laughs> okay. poison if you eat it. A kiss, kiss can, be... can be deadlier if you mean it. Oh my gosh! You're. Oh wait, we already knew this about each other. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have to fight now? I love that line. <laughs> yeah. But before we close off, you know, honorable mentions to some, you know, funny moments like Bullock, you know, like, oh, hell no, you're not. <laughs> That's what I wanted to say earlier when he was just screaming and running. And, yeah. and then Matt Harris like, like, let's get out of here, Scarecrow. <laughs> do, 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 do. Gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go. Also, honorable mention to another moment of like, you know, someone having the hostage and Gordon like saying like, screw this and shooting anyway, like. Don't, uh, yeah. Yeah, don't shoot my yeah. Don't shoot her, or, 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 or I'll shoot my brother. Also, no, you won't. Okay, okay. This is also like, like remember when when um, um that explosion killed the guy that was watching over Martine like two episodes ago. Like that explosion should have killed Gordon, Bruce, and Bullet because they were in the same they were in the same room. And, it's like, true. And I think I just like 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 I'm calling major bullshit on that. Just just have him leave the room. <laughs> it's scary grenade explosions. Um, I don't. A- I don't understand like bomb physics because it's either like the whole block goes or just one tiny person. Well, it's, but it's like, why are they afraid? Yeah, does, I mean, and why is it? So look at me. A, a, a I, I know nothing about bombs. I mean, I I don't have a history with bombs. I I know nothing about bombs at all. Is it a plug for our show? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> a plug for the worst summer of my life. Oh. <laughs> uh, but, oh, but, honey. But, but I mean, like, they were playing up with, like, like, oh, no, Bruce is scared. They're all scared. You know, they don't want to set off the bomb. Obviously, they want to kill this guy, but, like, it's like it's seen as, like, this is a big threat that will get all of them dead. And the bomb goes off, and, like, nothing happens. Like, like that guy dying doesn't kind of count. So it's like. I not? feel like um, they shouldn't have shown the explosion so much as, like, it from far away because it was literally in one tiny spot. And, uh,. Yeah, that was so anticlimactic. I was like, "What are you doing?" Because it's like he just explodes at one place, and then they're like, "They're." I was like, "Um, were they supposed to like duck out? Like you guys didn't even have them like duck out and maybe have the fire brush them or something?" Yeah, do like an action movie pose, like like Bruce Willis just like jump as, as a fireball, like he almost gets them. Yeah, exactly. Like do something like that, but nope, just gonna. Uh, that was incompetent. It's <laughs> another word for yeah, it. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what that was. I, I don't know. I was also surprised, um, and I know this, this is kind of, I guess, I guess the point of this script was kind of, you know, switch it up. But I was surprised how the last episode ended. Bruce was barely in this episode, and and I get that that, that was a point where, like, you know, he called his dad and like he took him home and says, "If I ever see Alfred again, I'll arrest him." But like, um, 
Nova rolls his eyes again. If, but if, if it, I was like, oh, okay. I mean, like, you know, I'm, I was expecting Bruce to be a lot more active, but I wasn't mad about it. I was just like, I, I genuinely was surprised that he was hardly in the episode. Ooh, I did like that uh, Jerome called him Jimbo. I don't know why. That just made me happy. Because it's, it's a Joker thing. It was He's like, fun. hello, Jimbo. And I'm like, yes, just give me that. Give me more of that stuff. Cameron I just Mon- like I just like Cameron. I don't care. I don't care. Just give me like a triplet. I don't care as long as he's still in the show. Kill off like fifty of them. I don't care. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm that's where I am right now. For Cameron Monaghan. I want, I want to kiss that's, more of his That's what I feel right now. Um, he is so much fun to watch. That's oh, true. Because I, I, I t- go ahead. I have, to, I have to imagine that that the majority of his his acting is that living because it's so spontaneous, and none of it feels wrong ever. He he has a spotless yes. record on this show, and like He's I love, so good. I I just love just like little touches of like you know him like, kissing his brother on the head before he like, pushes him off and like runs away and like him, him looking at the camera like like at the right moment like I don't I, I mean and that's what that's what I was pointing out before we start recording like you know that, that like the actor is really young, um mm-hmm. he's I mean I mean he's easy I mean he's he's above Jared Leto is the Joker for me like he really is like in in like to me. Uh, a top, a top contender for like you know best live action jokers. If you want to compare like Cesar Romero, Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, I guess there have only been like five live action jokers, but like he's easily like you know not last. Oh, now you're you're breaking up. Say again. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I was trying to say like there there are only five. There are only five. Yeah, I, I mean I, I I can't do math spontaneously. I, but, and like, also I, like I could not. I only saw the trailer and clips of Jared Leto. I, I, can't, I can't deal with that one. That one was so... Uh, and this is going to sound sacrilegious to like everyone listening, but I actually enjoy... And this is, this is not saying... Um, this is not saying that Heath was not amazing. I actually enjoy this one more, but it's only because, only because... He is a nice mashup of every single Joker that I've ever seen. Yeah, I think, I think that uh, I don't this, think it's sacrilegious. I think that yeah. this version. Well, a lot, a lot of tryhards will try to down the Dark Knight anyway. But like, I, but like, I think in this instance, what I agree with Jen. That, I'm not like, a tryhard, um, but okay. I mean, I wasn't. Someone wasn't saying you are, but like, uh, <laughs> I think that uh, um, I can see your viewpoint because Cameron is a lot more of. I hesitate to say traditional. But like uh, he, he, I think he's, I think he's funnier than Heath, Heath Ledger was. And I think the Joker needs to be funny. Um, actually, Heath Ledger was the first Joker to actually make me laugh, so I was very impressed by that. Take and that I Caesar think Romero. he. <laughs> I watched that one. stuff when I was like, um, I watched uh, sixty six. Sixty six was my first exposure to Batman, and the only reason I watched it is because I wanted to be Batgirl because I thought she was amazing. Um, and I was like five, six years old when I was watching it. Stella just woke up in a cold sweat. <laughs> <laughs> I've known this. That's nice for her. Um, so, no, that was the reason I started reading a lot of books. I wanted to be a librarian. I wanted to learn how to Aww. ride motorcycles. I wanted to like uh, learn martial arts. I wanted to be Batgirl. Like she was amazing to me when I was that young she was like one of the very she was like 
Yeah, one of the very few female superheroes on television. You had Superman, you had Batman, Robin, you just had you had the Hulk, um, but you only had Wonder Woman and uh, and Batgirl. That was it. That was it at that time. Yeah, I mean, you had like Charlie's Batman. Angels, but Charlie's Angels weren't were detectives. They weren't superheroes. So, um, and then if you watch like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like. April's still getting saved. Irma's getting saved. But Batgirl was, like, saving Batman and Robin. So, I'm just saying. Um, she was someone to look up to. Um, and I've had people, like, try to tell me, like, oh, back then, they just cared about how they looked. I'm like, nah, bitch. She was a badass. <laughs> we gotta show uh, Jan the uh, run in my tights issue. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no need to do that. Oh. But, um, yeah, so when I say, like, a, a nice mixture of everyone, I do mean, like, when he was first working, he felt more like uh, Heath Ledger. And then eventually he had, like, shades of the animated series in there. And then now he's getting all that wonderful Jack Nicholson out. And it is it is so nice to just see, like, how all of the incarnations can actually be reflected in the same character without feeling like incon- incongruent because it, it all still feels like the same character mm-hmm. even though it's all these different representations of the character in one and he doesn't feel like he's like just copying any one version um, exactly like, like I, I, to me, he's a mix between Mark Hamill and Heath Ledger. Like, he sounds like Heath Ledger, like vocally, but he doesn't. He's yes. not. He's not. He's not doing like, like Jared Leto, uh, because I saw Suicide Squad. Um, he had that weird. He talked so weird, and then he had the grill and the tattoos, and I was just like, he, he, he uh, sounded like he was legitimately trying to do a Heath Ledger voice, and it was not working for me at all. Um, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. hate that movie, but like that 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 version was ridiculous. But like, um, Cameron Monaghan feels like it just feels like it comes more naturally to him. Even though as an actor, I know he's he's very versed. Like, he's not natural. Like, the things I've seen him in terms of clips and stuff, um, he's not doing crazy stuff like this. Like, he's a, he's he's like a very versatile, multifaceted actor. But like with this Joker, it feels like he just turns into a, a whole different character. Like, I feel like he should get a, an award for this performance. He's that good. Yeah, and and even if Jeremiah is going to be the Joker, you know, at least it'll be Cameron. And as as I as much BS as I feel that it's going to be Jeremiah and not Jerome, I'm going to try and hesitate not to like pass too much judgment yet until they've pulled that trigger because maybe they'll do it in a way where I'm like, you know what, like, yeah, this was this was good. I don't want to like pre-judge it. I don't want to pre-review it. And then he puts on a grill and tattoos damage over his forehead and takes his shirt off. (laughs) Now I'm just quit. And I quit the show. Then I quit the show. Loud. (laughs) And and Bobby Mazzao says, most brilliant thing Gotham's ever done. (laughs) Then I put put Daffy's head through a wall. That's what happens. (laughs) And and, and then Barbara like runs to Tabitha like, Tabitha, something's happening. My other hand's glowing, but it's glowing a different color. Okay. What does this mean? What 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 other group are you the leader of? I don't know. And when I clap my hands, the colors change. What? I don't know. What that, I don't even know what that means. And then worms come out of the ground. <laughs> um, are we ready to talk about next week's episode? Yeah, I, have, I, I haven't seen the trailer for it yet. Okay, uh, so I'll read Futon Critic, and then you can watch the trailer after that, and we'll. Uh, discuss so next week's episode that was mandatory brunch reunion next week's episode is called that's entertainment 
the Arkham inmates are still running freely in Gotham, and they're only getting more difficult to catch. Gordon develops a plan, but reluctantly has to turn to Bruce for help. Meanwhile, Barbara finds out how far her new friends are willing to go for her. Very far. In the all-new That's Entertainment guest class list is um, Replacement Scarecrow, David W. Tomlinson as Scarecrow, Benedict Samuel as Jervis Tech. Um, Cameron Monaghan as Jerome Valeska, Michelle Ventimiglia as Firefly. I think it's her replacement now, but they're still crediting Michelle. I have no idea. Nathan Nathan Darrow as Mr. Freeze, Shiva Kalafran as Lila. I think that that's that League of Assassins girl, and Peter McRobbie as Mayor Holland Pritchard. Okay, they got a new mayor. They, they did at the beginning of the season. I remember. I remember that. Did, like yes. it wasn't being. It wasn't Bing Bong anymore. Okay. The first, that was like well, Bing Bong hasn't been mayor in a while. He was mayor again last season, to which Don and I like said a point like, you know, we know he's not responsible for this. But in real life, like <laughs> every time someone gets the mayor job from him, that person like disappears or dies like and this guy becomes mayor again. If this <laughs> happened in real life, people would be like, you know. I think this mayor needs a special counsel investigating him because he's Robert Newer's going to be on his ass. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, and that's not a Trump joke or a Hillary joke. That's just like in real life. If like anytime someone new became the mayor, that person like died, like got kidnapped, you know, like Galavan and Cobblepot, and then this guy became mayor again. Yeah, I'd be suspicious, you know, like. But no. He's, he's, he's just an ineffectual buffoon, just like he was on Spin City. Uh, so, Jan, go ahead and watch the promo, then we'll talk about that, and then I'll read uh, our feedback from the last few weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah we got a few things. Okay. Oh, because for some reason, Skype likes to turn everything down. are his brother and you. What are we waiting for? People need our help. Look who decided to show up. Bring him now. Gotham, all new Thursday on Fox. Okay, so um, um, I'm guessing that at that rally, he's going to try and gas Bruce and Jeremiah, and Jeremiah gets gassed, and Bruce doesn't. Or maybe he's, Bruce he's, will he's get still gassed. on trying to kill Bruce Wayne. He tried to do it in the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm surprised. I mean, that that's a long ass grudge. Wait, who tried to kill? He tried to kill Bruce Wayne at the beginning of the episode. Didn't, didn't Jerome tell Tetch to tell that guy to blow himself up because they knew that yeah, Bruce would follow Bruce. him? Yeah. Yeah, but that's not like the last thing I remember was trying to kill you, and I have to do that to unlock the rest of my memories. What? 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 In season three, that that was his thing. Remember when he came back, and then that the the best episode in season three? I will fight you. Fight me. Um, I don't think you're gonna get a fight on that one. He kidnaps Bruce. And they have the fight. The they have the Enter the Dragon fight. Yes. Yeah. No. He said no. like the last thing I remember before I died was trying to kill you, and I need to kill you to like fix my head. No. Yeah. He no. could have. Yeah. So. No. Like, like, like I'm saying that like um. I mean, because he feels he looks fine now. I'm just I'm just pointing out that like it's interesting that like that's this version's part of his character is like his fixation on killing Bruce Wayne. That's interesting. Yeah, but like um. Yeah, I uh, just like why he has that fixation is nice uh, because they already explain it, so they don't have to explain it again, which is a really nice thing. It's also momentum too. Like you know, he's tried to kill Bruce this long, and it's like yeah, you know, like 
it, it's unfinished business for him. And Bruce is, you know, I guess Bruce is going to do. And yeah. it also he also tried to kill Bruce in My Three Soups, and he came out of that alive. And it's kind of it's kind of like this roach won't die. Although in fairness, Bruce showed up. Like I don't think he was looking for him at the time. Yeah, it's also unfinished business though. And Bruce, you know, like gave him that beating. Um, or if, if you're done with the promo, I could read. The he was feedback. so small at the time too when he was beating the shit out of him. Now he's bigger. <laughs> Probably yeah. Okay, go ahead. All right, so um, we have some feedback from um, a few episodes. So for our podcast on the sinking ship, the grand applause um, on YouTube, because we're on YouTube, we're on the website, we're on you know iTunes. Um, someone named Princess Kagiaka, um, I might be saying it wrong, said, "Love your podcast. I have to agree about Lee. To me, the choice to have her pretty much save Jim saves her from being charged with murdering." as it was to save his life. I like the idea with Lee is vigil. I like I, this might just be like an autocorrect thing, but it says, I like the idea with Lee is vigilantism, which is why she would help Batman later. I would have to wonder if she would have hesitated or confronted her, but since Jim was in danger, shooting her didn't seem that bad. I think she was going there with the intention of killing Sophia and saving Jim as a bonus. I feel like Same. the intent. Yeah. Yeah. She, she had a mad on, she was like saying the penguin. I want to get, I want to kill her. I feel like they intentionally kept the blood off of Lee's hands. Not that I'm saying intent doesn't matter, but at the same time, they didn't have her shoot Sophia in cold blood murder. And uh, you can see, yeah. <laughs> and you can see why she smashed it. Yeah. Cause Sophia was on the ground. She didn't have to kill her at that point. Jim was saved. The headshot came next and you can see why she smashes Samson's hand. It's out of justice. Ooh, that's justice for how the people of the narrows are being treated. It's not, it's anger, not sadism. It is anger. Which sadism? To me, yeah, maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong. I don't hear that out loud ever, so I, I, in my mind it was always sadism. Sadomasochism, so it's sadism and masochism. Which to me says they, they want to keep her integrity <laughs> and stay from straying too far into villain territory. Well princess i hope you like this episode just my opinion on it but i agree that they had sophia shoot her but not kill that they had sophia shoot her but not kill her even though she intended but i'm doubtful she would have been able to shoot sophia in cold blood murder if Uh, she say just met up with her at the house the way penguin was planning on doing didn't have to like shoot her in the head could have shoot her shot her in the arm she knows where all the arteries and shit are she's a doc she is a doctor. She could have just like shot her in the shoulder. She wouldn't be able to like point the gun. She would have dropped it. <laughs> but she straight up headshot her right between the eyes. Well, and she had already incapacitated her with the first gunshot when she's like, "You!" Like at that point, yeah, it. Yeah. But she was she was going there because I remember her talking to Penguin. She was intending on killing Sophia. Yeah, she could have shot her in the hand. She could have shot her anywhere. Mm-hmm. Headshot Gone? right between the eyes. Um, I'm not. No. Just any thoughts on that? Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, so Frontier says I don't really want to see Riddler and Penguin hook up. That's not because I think they shouldn't love other men, but I just have a hard time seeing their relationship romantically after everything they've been through with each other. Which is actually kind of similar to what I say about Lee and Nigma. For some reason, yeah. I don't feel that way about Nigma and Cobblepot because they're both evil. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. 
<laughs> I also just don't think Riddler ever felt the same way about Oswald that Oswald felt about Enigma. In fact, a lot of the drive for Enigma diving even more into his Riddler persona was his attempts at getting revenge on Penguin for killing Isabella. I can, I can buy their trust partnership being built back up again, but I just don't see romance between these two. It's hard for me to really think Sophia, quote-unquote, won by Gordon continuing to keep the deal a secret. I mean, with her stuck in a coma and Gordon still in charge, it still feels like a win for the heroes. I just don't really get why Gordon would feel more guilty over this compared to covering up killing Galavan or his other crimes. At least this time he was ignorant to see what was really going on for most of it. Uh, he has a few points in this, but like... Um, yeah. That whole Galavan uh, thing, because Galavan uh, made the maniacs and releases Jerome onto the world the first time. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, th- 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 this isn't the end of his comment, but before we continue, I want to, I guess, deal with that point, which was, I think the the whole thing about Sophia one is that Gordon has to live with this guilt, and he feels responsible for bringing Pig into the city. Which actually, I, w- I was at the water park today. And um, the relative of one of the kids that I work with was there, and she watches Gotham, and she was asking me, like, why does Gordon keep on saying that, like, he's responsible for Pig? And we, like, talked about that a little bit, and I was like, I was like, yeah, he didn't know the whole time, but, like, he brought Sophia who brought Pig, so, like, to him, it's his fault. Technically, it is. Yeah. (laughs) We're talking about a lot about faults today. (laughs) Yeah, everything is Jim's fault. Jim, you piece of shit. <laughs> but no, I mean, I'm I'm agreeing that Sophia won because even though, yeah, she's in the coma, the status quo is still the same. That Jim has to live with this guilt, and if mm-hmm. he says something about it, then yeah, he's going to lose his job as captain, and they're going to replace him with a corrupt person who will take orders from Penguin. He's still and, corrupt, though. Just even if he doesn't take orders from penguin that's the problem with this show is jim is like hella corrupt and they're just trying to make him more interesting in order to make him interesting they should have just kept him to his guns and like try to have him like he should have like sherlocked his way out of stuff like i don't have to do this because i figured out how to do this instead but instead they decided to make him like shoot people and run around and like bring serial killers into the the city go to mob bosses for help it's like really and he could have like compromised himself, but like it, could, it should have been done, sort of like more sympathetically, because there are so many like times in a way where he doesn't actually realize that it's going to be bad. Uh, like you don't go to a mob boss and then expect everything to be sunshine and rainbows. Yeah, because he went to Carmine first, but I guess he thought that Carmine wouldn't be sneaky and underhanded for some reason. <laughs> I mean, and that Carmine wouldn't be mad at him for I don't know killing his son, like. <laughs> He has a son? He had a son. <laughs> what? Uh, I don't know. That's just... Uh. So, I think Selena is definitely one of the most consistent characters on the show, which can be few and far between when looking at Gotham's, he put, quote-unquote, adaptations of comic characters. Even if I don't think she's exactly comic Catwoman quite yet, I did find her and Bruce's scene in the pawn shop to be a lot like some of their scenes together in Batman the Telltale series. A game which I would recommend for any Batman fan. Either play or check out on YouTube. I've heard good things about that. I agree. Uh, just one slight thing that you might want to keep in mind when you um, play the game is Penguin is completely different from the TV show and from the comics and from the movies. Completely different. 
Penguin's very diverse throughout all of like media. In um in the game, he's like he's got I think he's got like a Cockney accent, and he's like British and thin. He's Cockney, I think, in like the Arkham games, isn't he? Arkham City does he have like, an accent for some reason there? Because I remember I remember at Comic Con I seen a trailer in a panel and like, and like he was speaking uh, with an accent. I laughed hysterically playing one of the Arkham games. You have to walk through the Iceberg Lounge. I think this was Arkham City. And then, like, at one point, out of nowhere, a killer whale, like, burst through the ice and <laughs> ate me. And I, what? like, yeah. I just, like, it was so abrupt and random that I just laughed hilarious. And then it's like, so Penguin keeps, like, a killer whale on hand and the For, Iceberg For, like, no lounge. reason. Sure. <laughs> um,. <laughs> I love the gag about tricking Lee. It reminded me of that bit where Josh had the whole Barnes goes crazy arc, and with Barnes revealing it was all an elaborate act to get Gordon to confess to killing Galavan. <laughs> wow. See, see, I'm glad that our little, you know, like, rabbit hole improv stuff, you know, makes the listeners happy. <laughs> I mean, I know how you guys feel about them, and I hear your reactions, but, like, yeah, I never, I never know how those go over in listener land, so. <laughs> and Don's a straight man over here. Dawn gets just as crazy as I do. <laughs> I know, I know. And it, at this it, point, I've got swept up in it, too. It was Dawn who suggested to me, like, you know, before the recording, oh, it, it should be Lucius under the mask of, like, Sophia. Um, I'm also... <laughs> Why? Why, Dawn? Why do you hate me? I just... I don't even remember... I, I remember doing that. I don't remember why I said that. <laughs> yeah, and then he went on that, like, five minutes uh, non-sequitur about... Uh, Sophia pulling off the mask and being Lucius, and I was like, "Why is this still going?" Hey, I was enjoying it. It didn't go on longer than, than that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also not sure why Butch would be so against his current form, given all the benefits it gives him, like super strength and being virtually unkillable. I'm also curious if Butch's attempt to turn himself back to normal will wind up reviving his grindy personality. That yeah, might be, be interesting. interesting. He looks like Butch, but he he has the brain of Grundy. <laughs> Poor Tabitha. Yeah. I also wonder if there's any way for Lee to go back to the person she once was. Since she feels like she's on the verge of becoming another Gotham crime boss or supervillain at times. I don't even think her clinic has come up in a while as they've emphasized her whole being the Queen of the Narrows. Dawn brings up... Yeah. Oh, I forgot about th- I forgot about this. This this was funny. <laughs> Dom brings up Ryan Coogler, reminding me of a fun fact. Drew Powell, Butch Grundy, was in a movie with Chadwick Bos- Boseman. Am I saying it right? Boseman, yeah. Yeah. And posted a picture from said film on his Twitter. Now I'm picturing T'Challa in Gotham and Gordon yelling, JCBD, and shooting at him only for the bullets to bounce off his vibranium mesh. And T'Challa then says, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Gordon shooting T'Challa? You know what? Because it's Gotham. <laughs> Do the math. Of course, of course, Gordon would shoot T'Challa. Like, oh my God, he's got Panther ears. Or like, Gordon challenges him for like the mantle of Black Panther. Like, and the child's like, he takes did, off his did shirt. We, did we talk about that already? Or was that in the Black Panther review on the comic book film I review? I don't think we did. <laughs> no, we all did. Right. We had this whole thing because it was all like, yeah, he pulls off the mask and it's Jeff Gordon. He goes I don't to Wakanda. And no, we had like a whole conversation about Jim Gordon going to Wakanda instead of Killmonger and like challenging oh, yeah. T'Challa for like. Praise <laughs> be to Hanuman. I, 
<laughs> Bullock being like, Jim, this isn't like you. You can't re- lead an African nation. Watch me, Harvey. <laughs> Hold my beer. <laughs> so many reasons not to watch a show after that. If that happened. <laughs> Season six of Gotham got really weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thank you for that Th- thank you for that long comment Frontier. that was a lot of fun I forgot about that end. Um, over on Twitter another comment about that episode was um, Jordan Valdez whose review we had read in that episode he um, said glad you all appreciated my review you all are awesome keep up the good work great work want to mention Aww. that as a huge Smallville fan I love the inclusion of a clip from Save Me in the latest song parody and then he continues homeless homeless cop with an emoji um, what is the emoji? You, That's important. Oh, it, it's a smiling and winking emoji. It, it was on Twitter, and then uh, I'm not gonna. He tagged you in it, but and I'm not gonna read the rest of the conversation because it was just us talking about Smallville after that, you know. But yeah, like, yeah. I don't watch Smallville. I'm sorry, Jordan. I've never. I've seen like three episodes, <laughs> <laughs> and two of them involved like shirtless Justin Hartley, which is literally the entire reason I watch them. There's lots of shirtless guys in Smallville, and lots of girls doing evil stuff because evil because of like magic potions. And yeah, stuff. no one cares about girls. I'm talking about like shirtless Jordan, Justin Hartley, <laughs> Jordan Hartley, Justin Hartley. <laughs> um, and then for one of my three soups, we have a comment from Dustin. He says, um, and he, this is him discussing the conversation that we had about uh, people of color getting killed on the show. He said, I, too, am a straight white male. I can see, not understand in the same way, the issue with people of color being killed or treated poorly. One thing that I was thinking of when listening to the discussion, outside of launching a research project of going back and tallying up the deaths of different races on the show, but man, I can't subject myself to rewatching ep- episodes <laughs> at all was that the shows were brought up that mainly have that issue seem to be where the majority of the main cast is white shows in general and diversity diver- oh um that might have been all correct shows in general try and diversify themselves so that even when the main cast is mostly white the supporting characters and extras end up trying to make the cast more diverse the issue is that the extras who are there to add diversity to the cast end up being throwaway characters because they are meant to be because they are extras. It may have less to do with the fact that people of color are being used that way, the way that they are, and more about how the main cast reflects diversity in general. Of course, you run into issues with shows like this that are based off of source material, where certain characters are depicted a certain way. We have seen on other shows be characters be race or gender swapped, and honestly, when it doesn't affect the story, that should be something that is done more often. I can think of a number of characters in the Batman universe, and specifically on Gotham, like Strange, who could have easily been or be a different race without it affecting the storylines. Some people get upset when choices like that are made, but honestly, that is the solution to having more diverse casts on shows that are based on source material, especially when the source material is dated and the show's reflection of time periods that are outdated. Now, none of this solves the immediate issue of people of color being killed so frequently on a show with an established cast. But like was mentioned on the episode, the main cast members who are people of color need to have a larger focus rather than just being there as token characters. Tabitha has had storylines and her character is different than the comics, but she still comes off as second fiddle to Barbara in most cases, especially now. Even though Barbara's character has the least amount of backstory from the source material of any Mm -hmm. of the main cast... 
I think Chris Chalk is an amazing actor and was glad he came to Gotham after seeing him on Newsroom, but they don't give him very much to do. Very true. And honestly, having him join the JCBD comes off as circumstantial as a reason to keep a person of color around more frequently. All that being said, regardless of race, they need to make a consorted effort to make sure that things like certain groups of people are not killed more frequently than others. Someone should be paying attention to that and not just people of color watching the show. That was nice. Yeah. My biggest takeaway from that was, oh, Dustin listened to and was and was engaged. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's also part of the problem is they're trying to supplement the lack of color by adding them as extras, but the extras are murdered, so it's... Uh, yeah. I thought about that, too, last week, but I decided not to throw it in because, like, I didn't want to make the conversation more (laughs) uncomfortable say what throw what in oh the whole thing about the point that dustin made yeah the supplement of lack of color by putting them in the extras but the extras always get killed i think that's what i was saying though like that's 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 they've been doing that yeah no but he was just saying like um they were trying to make the show look more diverse by casting the uh people of color but the people of color are always the extras and that, the extras that, that, always that was, die that was Dustin's point Dustin was agreeing with you but he was also yeah. diagnosing a cause for the problem saying that like the reason why all these people are people of color is because they're trying to add diversity but they're not realizing that by adding the diversity they're sending a bad message by making every murder victim POC like a, dead yeah yeah, yeah that's, that's, that shit's 30 years old you know it's, it's racist and like that's something that we did uh it, it, yeah, it's it's really old by this point. Yeah. yeah, it's just that they were. It's it's basically okay. I just think it's like kind of lazy. Um, but he's like, yeah, you need to make the main cast more diversified. Just adding these extras doesn't really help when you just keep killing them off. Is what he was saying. Yeah, because yeah, they were he, like, oh, we need more people you. of color here. Let's put these in here. Uh, but we're also going to kill these characters. So. But there's people of color in Gotham. It's funny that they they casted <laughs> Rachel Ghoul more accurate to the source material, but they killed him off. Yes, that. Well, but he's off. he's Roz. He dies and he comes back. That's that, true. That, yeah, that, that race never really dies, but at the same time, like like yeah. he can't be. And, you know, they they made Sarah S. not white. They killed her off. It's like it it it, it it's it's. I mean, I I don't I don't. Have, I was I think, waiting for Alan and Montoya to die, honestly. <laughs> not not to belabor a point because I made a point last time. Might as well be. It, it really is. It really is like a thing in the show. It's not just seeing things. It's there. Um, yeah. Uh, like, like like there was that Asian girl at the at the, the information desk when Jerome was walking up. It's like oh well she's dead. So but she but she didn't. So. Point yeah. Point. Yeah. Was, I, I, I was, I was very conscious of like after last week. I was very conscious. I was like okay the guy at the beginning he died but. <laughs> he's not a minority, so we're okay there. And then, like the receptionist, I was like, "Okay, here we go." Then and then he went he upstairs, lived. and I was like, "Oh, thank God!" <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't have to hold my breath and wait to see if someone is dead or not. Yeah. That should not be a reaction that I have, and not because it's Jerome, but because it's a woman of color. I I didn't even like register that it was like, "Oh, the Joker might kill this person because it's a person and it's Jerome." It's like a tip of the hat. Or like a flip mm. of the coin, or like just a roll of the dice. No, it was like, oh, it's an Asian lady. Exactly. Just stare, just stare, and then, oh, okay, she lived. That's new. 
That was literally my thought. Oh, thank God she survived that. Not because it's Jerome, but because she was Asian. Yes. And she had freaking colored hair. <laughs> you work in a professional setting. Aww. You don't have colored hair. I... It's Gotham. It is no, Gotham. it is not Gotham. She's it from the Narrows. No, no, shut up, shut up. So until next time, this is Josh. (laughs) This is Don. (laughs) And this is Jan. And you've been listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast. Somewhere out in Gotham Town, something bad is going down. Only brave that man and Robin dare to write what's wrong. Be leaving clues, laughing when the joke's on you. Penguins flying high, cat humans coming on real strong. Crime is like a vile disease. Have you met Mr. Freeze? Scarecrow gives you shivers and two face looks in the night. When you think you'll reach the end, signal your only friend. That's not allowed, man. Fuck you, what is right? Join the adventures of Batman and Robin weekdays on Fox Kids.